Hey everyone, you're tuned into InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. Join us as we talk about anything and everything. All the stuff that makes life interesting. So let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff. And I'm Amy. And this podcast we're going to be talking about 16 Habits of Highly Productive People. There's only 16? How is there only 16? I thought that there would at least be 20. <laughs> like, I mean... They're so productive, they've, you know, got it boiled down to just 16. Actually, I just pulled out 16 of various articles. I read through a lot of articles of productivity, so I picked out 16 that I felt were important. and actually threw in a few of my own productivity tips. Okay, and there's 16 habits of what? Of highly productive people. What, make, what constitutes a highly productive person? Somebody who accomplishes a lot. Uh, accomplishes like things like you know they in, in business tasks. and stuff, or just yeah. or could it be somebody with, that doesn't have a job and is just like you know really really good at just doing things? Yeah, I guess you're producing some sort of output, so whatever that might be. So this these would be tips that those. I mean, if you're just like a rabbit those, who's highly prolific and you're just you're having lots of little baby rabbits, then also you'd be highly productive. And how are these baby rabbits made? <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I don't know if you did the math, but with 16 <laughs> habits in 30 minutes, we've got to go, get going on these uh, on this well, numbered 16 list. 16 habits. In 30 minutes. So some of these are office specific. Uh, I work in an office environment, so and I think probably a lot of our, our listeners do too. But I think even if they don't relate specifically to your work, you can okay, adapt them. office environment. But, and some of them are more generic, you know, just in terms of everyday life. So let's start with the first one. The first one uh, in terms of habits of highly productive people is they focus on the most important tasks first. So when you look at any to-do list, right. you probably have some that are a little bit more important than others. What if you're so confused you don't know which one is most important? Like, you know, that must be really hard for some people to categorize. Well, it is, is and I most? actually have a tip around that that's oh. further on in our numbered list. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. So I'm glad you brought that up, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I have a tendency to do that. But when you're looking at your task list, if you get focused on just trying to check mm-hmm. off to-do items, I think as humans we'll have a tendency to go for the easy ones because we love to just check that box of it being done. But as far as, you know, being productive and, and doing those high value tasks, it is important to focus on the most important tasks uh, and, and getting those done. Well, you know and, what I, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm just saying, remember uh, in a previous uh, podcast, I brought up the fact that I make to-do lists and then I just forget to bring the list. <laughs> Or like grocery lists and things you Yeah, mean? grocery lists and stuff like that. And so, so like what if you're writing all the most important things to do on a to-do list and then you just lose the list? That happens a lot. Well, then we'll have to listen to some episode we do on organizing. Organizing. Okay. Organizing yourself. Conmarrying your to-do list. Put or, your list in your phone. Right. That's, that's an easy way. I often that's, make that's use of the, uh, the okay. notes. Sorry, that was a, hu- that was a huge uh, aside. Well, no, no. I've but never done that before, like gone and talk about something completely No, I know. Different. It was it completely but, threw me off. I'm not I mean, used to it at yeah, all. I, I, I might do it again. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But there is a notes app in most, you know, most people's phones or iPads. Highly and utilized. You usually have your phone with you. So a great place to put you know, your high priority items might be just to tuck it into the notes app of your phone. And the idea behind this too, is that at the end of the day, even if it's, you know, a random Tuesday and you had one important task that you had on your to-do list and you accomplished it, you can feel productive about that day. You know that you've done something, something you can hang your hat on. So the idea is maybe even pick even one to three and you can 
you can think about those maybe the night before or the morning of and just have them in your head that, you know, no matter what, these are the things I'm going to prioritize and do those first. Get them off the list. Do you have to have that satisfaction of of checking off when you do it? A lot of people do. I do. I love a a good checkbox. Yeah, you like a good checkbox for sure. (laughs) You do. I mean, it's like done that. I I remember like you were very meticulous when we went through the whole KonMari. I know. You came across one of my little KonMari checklists recently. Just not too long ago, just a few days ago. That's right. But uh, I don't know what number our podcast that is, but check back in our podcast. We did two or three uh, podcasts on the KonMari uh, on right that, that was early days you that know? was early days the uh, audio episode. quality probably isn't as good as it is now listen to that baritone voice I know gee I hope the audio, audio quality is good on this episode you just really <laughs> I set know, the bar too. number two in terms of uh, habits of highly productive people is they are often early risers and not the me I- <laughs> sorry I guess you're not highly productive. Well, I work overnights. I can't really. Do you consider yourself a highly productive person, Jeff? Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I guess a little bit because, uh, uh, like we talked about earlier, what is a highly productive person? Right. Well, it's whatever is prior to prioritized in your own mind, right? I mean, if I feel like I'm being really highly effective making art all day, then, if you're down in the art hole, I'm down in the art hole, <laughs> turning out the day. old mono prints. Yeah. Then yeah, no, well, definitely. I mean, that's a, or, or a like, good you know, example of productivity. Yeah, product productivity seems to be like, well, I mean, in this respect, it's like a business atmosphere. It's like you know, working in, in cubicles and stuff, right? But How not, to be, but not always. No, I mean, not always. But even in and, your... that, and that that is exactly my point. Like it does, it doesn't always have to be, you know, um, you know, you know, like administered to like you know a business or like a, how to be highly effective like you know get all kinds of things done in a day like in, in a business sense it can be like you know i did, did a painting and uh you know i shoveled the i shoveled the snow from the front yard and you know just all that kind of stuff well that's right even if you're you know if you're if you're a stay-at-home parent and you're you know and that's what your job is then i think that makes me an underachiever though <laughs> now that I think about it, <laughs> because I could be conquering the world, but I'm just like doing little things, but thinking, hey, I'm being highly effective today, getting all this little things done. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. Well, well, no, I mean, I, I, I talk about the work environment, but yes, if you're a stay-at-home parent, you know, there's every everybody has tasks and things they need to accomplish in their yeah, life, yeah. whether it's, you know, making appointments or doing, you know, doing things around their own household. Yeah. All of those things are on the to-do list. So the idea of productivity can apply to that as much as it can apply to an office environment. For me, one of the most valuable things you can do in life is just to do the things that you most enjoy. Like, you know, like we'll go back to my example earlier, like, you know, creating art. Like I absolutely love doing that. It makes me feel alive. Whatever you can do that makes you feel alive, as long as it's not murder, do it. Yeah, because... What may, if, if it's murder, it might make you feel alive, but it makes the other person feel very dead. If, yes, it does. And but I, you know what I'm saying. I have no idea there what that limits. has to do with productivity. Aside from the fact that your mind is clear, you do not worry about what things What I'm saying, though, is there are limits to things that you should do that you enjoy. You <laughs> I know? lean away from the mic while I laugh. I know. Sorry. Early risers. Yes. So highly productive people are often early risers, and that allows you to get the things that you probably should value most out of the way first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, you know... The focus 
for most people, I think, is on health and wellness first thing in the morning. So the yes. idea is... Um, and hygiene, you know, brushing your teeth. Well, right. There's the things that you need to do to get ready to get out of the house or to get started with your day. But, yep. uh, you know, in terms of having a... If you set aside a little bit of time in the morning, whether it's, you know, if it's an hour... You can look at, uh, I'd read The Miracle Morning, which is a great book, and it talked about the idea of 2020. It has. So the idea of 2020 is dividing up an hour and you spend 20 minutes doing some sort of physical activity. So that's how you start your day. For you, it's yoga. Uh, Then another 20 minutes doing something that is reflective. So that could be meditation or journaling. Uh, And then the last 20 minutes, something that's growth related. So it could be, you know, listening to an educational podcast or reading, uh, you know, a personal development book. Yeah. Because I work overnight, so I just can't wait to go to sleep. I got well, no time for and yoga. I mean, everybody has to, I, yeah, but I think yeah. the idea is to carve out a chunk of time for yeah. those things that are important in terms of personal growth and development and making sure that you're putting your own health and wellness first. Yeah. And, you know, if 202020 doesn't work for you, you can even start with 101010. Get up an extra half hour early. Um, you know, yeah. it means good going to sleep a half hour early. That really but, has made a big but, difference but a focus. in everything, like, you know, like your productivity for the day, your mood, everything is, is it, doing things in the morning. Yeah. Changes. Things. Oh, I, I love it. I think there's something yeah. satisfying too, about seeing a sunrise and there is a magical time in the morning when you know it's that quiet. a lot of, you know, a lot of the world is still asleep and it's just a, a time of solitude before Absolutely. the day's activities start to crowd your mind. And if you're looking for more tips around a great morning, check out episode 55 of oh, our yeah. podcast. Uh, tip number three around productivity is just to break up large tasks into smaller steps. A lot of times we'll procrastinate because something will seem incredibly overwhelming. So just take that first step, even if it's just to list out what are the steps you need to do to accomplish a major project Mm -hmm. or putting down a timeline, just break up the larger task into some smaller steps and that can help, you know, move it, move it, uh, closer to being the checked off item on your to-do list. Number four is to, once you've sort of identified those important times, is to schedule time in your calendar for those important tasks. So I think a lot of us in an office environment, we're using some form of calendar, whether it's Microsoft Outlook or some other kind of electronic calendar. And a lot of times that calendar is populated with things like meetings and appointments, uh, things that other people dictate, you know, uh, how our time will be spent. I can use a regular calendar. <laughs> you're always, whenever something comes up and you're always, well, put it on the calendar. And even then I rarely do. I ha- I and that's keep, just, a, it's just a, and just, a, I guess, for the listeners to know, it's just, it's keep, really just a printout of the month of the calendar. It's oh, writing, yeah. it's Every writing month. it on the calendar. Yeah, it's right, writing it on <laughs> the actual paper calendar. That I can't even I can't even do, and I mean, uh, you know, not to go on too much of a tangent, but uh, you know, I am so bad with getting the right date for certain like events. Actually, all events, like I, I will screw it up somehow. Like, and I don't know how I do that, but it's very consistent. And anyway, I just wanted to share that. Well, <laughs> what's next? It's good to be vulnerable, honey, and to share your weaknesses. Yes, I can't use cal- <laughs> hi. My name's Jeff, and I can't use I can't a calendar. Use calendar. <laughs> well, and when I'm talking about scheduling in time, so if you do have sort of an electronic calendar or calendar at work, block off time for those important tasks. If there is a major project you need to move forward, then you know block off an hour in your calendar that is going to be dedicated to that, knowing you're going to focus on that item during that period of time. 
Um, number five is to prepare for meetings. Again, very much in a work environment, but going into a meeting prepared can make all the difference in terms of how productive it will be for you and for the other participants. How your colleagues see you too, as how efficient you are with your job. Yes. Yeah. But most importantly, it's just a matter of, you know, you personally being productive. So whether you're the meeting organizer uh, and you need to prepare and distribute the agenda before the meeting, or if it's uh, another meeting, uh, you know, somebody else is organized and you're attending, then make sure you review the agenda so that you can have the information on hand. Uh, You know, try to anticipate what will be asked, what will be needed. And, you know, you can walk away confident that you came into that meeting prepared and made the best use of that time. Because a lot of times we can feel completely meeting out uh that definitely can happen so as you know as an individual we need to make sure that those meetings are productive for us yeah i would say too that if someone like you know feels like that they're doing a good job then their productivity at their work will be that much they'll be twofold if they think that they're doing a good job you're going to work in a a much you know brighter pace you know (laughs) i feel uh number Six is, uh, again, around meetings, but it's scheduling a little bit of time after a meeting. And when I say a little bit of time, it can be as a little as 15 minutes. But again, having that blocked off in your calendar, taking the time immediately after a meeting to organize your notes, the action items that came out of the meeting. If you're the meeting organizer, it's a great time to share that information with the other people who may have been participating in the meeting uh, by email so that everybody's clear on what was like discussed. Minutes. yeah. Well, you know, I, I think it's, there's sort of that, there's the old school idea of detailed uh, meeting minutes, which were, you know, and, and oftentimes they definitely serve a purpose in official meetings where documentation is really important and decisions are made during the course of the meeting. But a lot of meetings in the workplace are more informal. So, you know, minutes aren't always taken as uh consistently uh, with those types of meetings. So when you walk away from that meeting, it's important that everybody is on the same page in terms of what was decided, what are the next steps, so that it wasn't just, you know, a time to discuss and and not walk away with, uh, you know, some productivity from having spent that time in a meeting. On on another uh, weird tangent, like how, how did that, how did taking notes for like a meeting get to be called minutes? Is it because people were like just counting the minutes before it was over, or like, wouldn't <laughs> that's a good guess? I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I just don't. I have I don't no idea how something like that gets to gets to be called minutes. So that that's a job for uh, you, loyal listeners, or Google, to, perhaps. Or Google, Google. I mean, I think the idea of meeting minutes is that they're incredibly detailed, and that the fact that they capture every minute of a meeting yeah. and all the things that were discussed. Um, but or maybe it's short for minutia in terms of the amount of detail that's captured from a meeting. Oh. I don't know. Those are some of my guesses. Wow. I could be very better wrong. than mine. <laughs> that's for sure. Number seven around productivity is to be not only efficient but also effective. So efficiency and effectiveness. Do you know the difference between those, Jeff? Uh, efficiency and uh, well, being efficient is uh, you know doing the job. In in like from A to B as best as you can, you know, that's what I think that Jeff, means. Jeff was taking a drink of wine, so I was just checking to see he's actually listening to me. Yeah, and then uh, uh, <laughs> and then uh, being effective. Effectiveness is just uh, you know the, the the direct result of things that you do. Oh, that's a good definition. So th- yeah, there's definitely a difference between the two. Efficient is about. Uh, 
doing things right mm -hmm. so efficiently as possible as little energy as possible as quickly as possible using as in the, most, not, the least it, amount of resources as possible you're doing it efficiently yeah, a to b like i said right and being effective is about doing the right things so it's about knowing what you should be working on and doing them in a way that causes effects uh. <laughs> right so yeah no you're dead on and so the idea around that is not only to think about just working efficiently, but make sure that all those tasks that you're doing efficiently are also worth doing, that they're high value right. tasks. Not, don't waste your time and everybody else's time. So, make, so it's, what's the point? Well, yeah, because what, what time is, is a finite resource. Yes, it is. We have to save our planet. Oh, wait, that was the other podcast. <laughs> but still, we still have to save the planet. Number eight, make a distraction list. So this, the idea around this is that when we're working on a project or we're focused on a task, oftentimes other things can pop into our head. Yeah. You know, uh, whether it's, you know, ideas for different things, new ideas, or maybe we're just all of a sudden we remembered we have to pay a bill or, you know, there's an appointment we needed to make. So make a list of those distractions and then tackle them. Well, make write them down so and then forget about them. So get a, have a list. Oh, handy. I could do that easily. <laughs> I forget the list even. <laughs> no, but have like an electronic list or a paper list and yeah. and jot them down so that you can. So if you're if you're focused on you know writing a report or a major you know working on a major project or. Uh, maybe you're just focused on creating a piece of artwork and you really want to be engaged in that task, but you have something that's sort of plaguing your mind about, you know, oh, I got to remember to buy milk when I go to the grocery store the next time. Jot it down and then you can put it out of your head because once you've put it down on paper, then you're like, okay, that will be remembered later on. I don't need to think about it now. Right. And this also works well for when, like, after work hours in the evening or maybe when you're trying to fall asleep at night. This may happen, and all of a sudden you're you're thinking about something. You're like, "Oh, I got to remember to do this. I have to remember to do that." You can shoot an email to yourself. Yes, you I know, should start so jotting can, things down to write onto the calendar, or you just I write should. them straight onto the calendar. Oh, I guess that would work too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that handy dandy paper <laughs> calendar that just takes a pen to write onto. Uh, uh, yeah, super simple. So yeah, make a distraction list and. Uh, and not just for to-dos, but sometimes we have some great ideas that pop into our head at, at strange times. We don't want to forget them, so keep have an ongoing list. Have you made a distraction list, list before? Have I you? have, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh. Do you a label it distraction list? No, okay. no, but a lot of times I have had, uh, so for instance, if I'm at home and I'm thinking about something for work, I'll send myself an email knowing I'll see the email in my inbox in the morning and deal with it then, but it gets it out of my head. You're like, who's, who's, who's this sending me this email? Who's the same Amy McLennan <laughs> sending me an email? What no, that makes doing? sense, I, I I guess, you know. But I've definitely done that. I've even done some strange if, things. Like, say I'm laying in bed and something's in my head and it's and the room is dark and I don't want to forget what it is. Yeah. I'll, like, grab something off the table and throw it into the middle of the floor, like, a, say, a book or something like that. Yeah. And then in the morning, right. I'll know when I see that book in the middle of the floor, I'll be like, oh, I threw that because I needed to remember to book a doctor's book. So if, like, I didn't wow. want if I didn't want to get up, and it's write a good it thing down you don't do that like on that. like a larger scale, you know. So, just <laughs> instead of throwing books, you're like, if the floor is full of clutter, then I know there's like, a lot of things that came into my head over the course of the night. I'm gonna scrape the car on the side of this guardrail <laughs> so that when I get out, I'm gonna remember to write on the calendar when I get home. You know. <laughs> no, I guess. I mean, the idea around that is sometimes we are in bed and the lights are off and we're almost we're on the edge of sleep and you can't, you know. 
Yeah. So I'll often, I'll do something like that to try to remember. It's so funny because I am so not a list person. I, I made lists oh, I only know. because I don't want to forget things when I go grocery shopping. <laughs> uh, and aside from the fact that I usually forget the actual list, which we talked about earlier. Um, I, I just, I, I have, I'm okay having a list in my head. I usually keep it straight. I usually do, unless it's a date or something like that. And then you know, I screw that up, but uh, honestly, all of my lists are just up in my head. And I know, I know you're, I know what you're thinking. You're like, I have too much or too little room in my head for a list. I need to write this stuff down, right? Well, no, I think it's just, <laughs> I think when we, when we try to hold a list in our mind, it takes emotional energy. That made it sound so awful because it made it sound like you have a small mind, but you don't. You just have. A, you just think you about a lot more things than I do throughout the course of a day. I would say yes, definitely you do. So no, I know. just think I think when you try to remember things, memorize lists, it does take emotional, mental uh, energy. That's true. That you could be directing elsewhere. So just you know, m- making it more manual, just putting it down somewhere that you can read later. Maybe as an experiment, I will, I will take a week of my life and if there's tasks that I need to do, I will make a list and do it and see if I have more room in my head. Well, and if you're like thoughts. me, I, I, everybody operates differently. But for me, once I write something down, I've committed it to memory. That's part of how my I've learned that my memory works. So often in meetings, I'll take notes, but I'll never need to look at my meeting notes again because once I've gone through the act of writing them down on paper, just like taking notes when I was in lectures in university, Mm -hmm. uh, that commits them to memory for me. But I mean, that's part of just knowing how your own memory works. Using the example of taking notes in in, uh, university, the way it worked for me was that I just, I I took the notes, but that didn't make me remember it at all in any capacity more than just hearing somebody speak it like it just was like I had to actually take what I wrote and study it in order to remember any of it well and I mean <laughs> everybody <of> everybody <laughs> operates differently right there are people yeah. who who need to hear the thing people who need to see the thing yeah. people who need to just write down the thing yeah. so it's a matter of just knowing what your own personal style is your own learning style your own uh, way to remember things and right. working with that Number nine in terms of tips is to evaluate your tasks and then treat them accordingly. So um, there's this idea of the, uh, well, uh, Dwight Eisenhower came up with the Eisenhower Matrix, and it's mentioned in Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which is another great resource for, uh, you know, productivity habits. But the idea is to look at every task and decide the level of urgency and also the that level of importance. That makes sense. So, so the how idea do you categorize is, that? Oh, okay. Well, the idea is that you basically create a matrix and there's, there's four quadrants. So mm-hmm. if something is urgent and important... That needs to be done. So that gets at the top of your to-do list. Right. And, you know, you, you get it done quickly. If it's important but it's not so urgent, well, you need to plan for it. So maybe you put it in your calendar, you put it, write it down on a task do you list do this? and make it, and you plan for I'm it. I'm just curious. Do you do this for, like, importance of uh, whatever email that you are receiving? Like, do you Yeah, ab- absolutely. Like a, I mean, a, I don't necessarily for... write it down through in a matrix, but I definitely go through the process of determining whether it's urgent and important. And then you put it, you place it accordingly? No, I, well, I don't do them in a okay, folder, but just in how yeah. I deal with them. Okay. Cool. So then uh, in terms of the third, third quadrant, so if you looked at something and it was urgent, but not important, mm-hmm. that may be something you can delegate to somebody else to do. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and then, and then lastly, if it's not urgent and it's not important, well... 
it's maybe not worth doing and you can eliminate it. So, yes. you know, consider that, that not all tasks that fall into our inbox or, or that are directed toward us necessarily have uh, a level of importance that need to be addressed. You don't say away every single email you receive, right? That's not spam, of course. Like you don't, you, you know what I mean? Like if you... Well, if you're my IT department wondering about my capacity of electronic storage, then the answer is no, I don't. But for everybody else, <laughs> um, yes, I do tend to save all my emails and I have them in folders and they're highly searchable. So I, I find that's an That's easy way really to stay cool. Organized. I just leave them as they come and I only delete the ones that are just spam and I just keep everything. And I have no idea why, because a lot of them are just like, Oh no. See, I treat my inbox as my to do list. So if it's in my inbox, it requires action. Oh yes. Okay. And then I file it away once it's been actioned, but I need it for future reference. I'll file it away. But definitely my inbox requires action. Do you have a lot of different folders? Absolutely. Yes. So like definitely and folders for like people's names and like, you know, no, not by people's names, usually by topics and subjects, depending on the nature of your work and you know, your, folder structure may look differently but uh yeah we could do a whole podcast episode just on emails okay yeah well maybe we should but it sounds fascinating everybody emails but in this episode we're going to talk about habits of highly productive people (laughs) and i'm going to go to number 10 which is to automate decisions so this is just a time-saving thing and we have to do six more in like five minutes so i'll shut up let me go Automate decisions is just around the idea of automate anything you possibly can, whether it's, you know, what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, having meal plans at the beginning of the week so that everything is sort of planned out and you can save that decision making capacity for, uh, you know, more productive things that come up throughout the day. We do have a decision making quota. We do. Like we there's do. only so yeah, many decisions. You definitely get decision I, fatigue late in the day. And, yes, and I can remember demanding like, environment it can you know just saying like where do you want to go for supper and you're like i am out of decisions you choose you know and i'm like okay i will because yeah, i've got absolutely. lots more decisions when i would do make. major events and that sort of thing and you're you know yeah. sort of putting out fires all day long you would go through you're just exhausted you're dealing with a lot of decisions and then yeah. at the end of the day you, yeah you definitely get decision fatigue number 11 is to say no Say no to some items. There are things that are just time wasters or things that just don't contribute to your overall career path or to your personal growth or to your goals. Just um, say no. You don't be afraid to say no. Don't be afraid to say no. If, if there's a meeting or an engagement or an appointment that you're invited to that you think maybe I could do that by email or that can just be a phone call or I don't even really need to be there at all. Uh, say You're that. You're stretched too tight for time. You just, you, yeah. I can't do it. Sorry. So say no. And you don't, you don't need to be apologetic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, number 12, increase your typing speed. You know, it's interesting oh. today's day and age, there's still a lot of two fingered typers. And when we think about the amount of correspondence in an office environment we're doing by email, um, or reports and different written correspondence we're doing, decreasing your typing speed, it sounds so simple, but can really contribute to I'm productivity a pretty fast overall. Typer for two fingers. I gotta say. Well, yeah, there's a lot. Not of, as fast as you. There are a lot of people who uh, type with two fingers and are very fast, but you can always you know, can always get better. And there's even games out there that you can play uh, online to increase your typing speed. So here's, you may find it something that's worth investing in. Here's a little uh, info to quench your uh, appetite: is Amy can type without looking. Just saying, go. Next. Well, I think yeah, I think anybody who's sort of learned uh, typing basic Amazing. typing skills can do that. It's like you're a magician every time you do it. When I see it. It's just like, wow. Well, it's a skill that you take a short amount of time to learn, and then it serves you throughout your lifetime. And it's, uh, 
Yeah, definitely helps for productivity. You did that for my, uh, I'm not going to go on too much of a tangent, but the typing for my Because uh, I got three university. minutes and four tips to go through. Okay, go. <laughs> Avoid email ping pong. If you're sending out emails or messages to friends or and you're trying to figure out dates for things, give people the options um, you know, and let them, let them pick and, yeah. you know, be concise, be specific, uh, set, set an exact time. I need to know by this time. Yeah. Don't go do a bunch of back and forth. What do you think? I don't know. What do you out. think? Well, I don't think they can say, are, you know, are you free at Monday at one or Wednesday at two? If not, suggest another time rather than say, are you free sometime next week? And then go back and forth and back and forth. When are so you free? Answer Avoid now. that ping pong. Number 14 is under promise and over deliver. Um, mm. I think this is just a good practice in, in, in business environment and personal environment. Didn't Dale Carnegie have the same? Uh, <laughs> he may have. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I mean, the he idea is just around, you know, we tend to underestimate the amount of time it takes to do something. Yeah. Err on the side of caution, overestimate that. And yep. That way you have a little bit more integrity in terms of keeping your word. And uh, you can schedule your time to optimize your productivity and make sure that you do tasks in the most effective way and efficient way possible. Wow. Number 15 is to avoid multitasking whenever possible. So having focus on one task one at, a at a time can give you a higher quality one product. One day at a time. And if you're not like re, you don't end up revisiting the same thing, rediscussing it, rereading it, um, and ending up having a lot of half finished tasks rather than, uh, you know, having checked off a few yeah, boxes of those important sense. things. Um, having sense. a tidy desk too can help with that, you know, idea of not multitasking, clear your desk, work on the one thing and, you know, turn off notifications when you can and, uh, for electronic notifications for emails and things and, and yep. just stay focused. And number 16 is sharpen the ax. Uh, there's a quote that's often attributed to Abraham Lincoln that says, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I'll spend the first four sharpening the ax. <laughs> so this can be interpreted in a few ways, but one way is just, you know, spend time learning and becoming more knowledgeable in the work that you do so that you can become more efficient. And also spend time planning your approach to a task to make sure that you're clear on the objectives, that you're not doing rework and that you're doing things as effectively uh, as possible. So... So now, loyal listeners, if you have things to do, you have ways to categorize all those things you need to do and go out and do them. Right. And if it seemed rushed at the end of this podcast, Jeff is fully to blame for the I myriad of am, tangents that I he brought am, us. I am, and I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. But I hope it was a little bit entertaining and you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, someday I'll learn my lesson around numbered lists. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can catch up on past episodes at infoquench.com. Or just about anywhere else you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And help spread the word about InfoQuench. Till Til next, next time. time.